Hey guys, you are listening to Woke and Baked. Thank you very much for checking me out. This weekend I had the opportunity to hang out with Cass Smiley and uh, smoke a joint with her before she performed live at Four Royal Parkers with Mr. Matt Collins and the one and only Fred Kosky. Also, Nikki Stein spoke and told some jokes, as well as a bunch of other comedians. If you weren't there, sorry to hear that. You should have been. It was really cool. Anywho, I sat down with her for about 13 minutes, and uh, we smoked a joint. We talked a little bit about comedi- uh, comedians. We talked about what's going on in comedy uh, in Anchorage, what's going on in her scene, uh, how she writes, how she gets work done, and then we got into her top five, Dead or Alive. So uh, I'd like to say thanks, Cass, for hanging out, and thank you folks for listening. Uh, thanks for your time. All right, I will be back with more information and uh, more commute mixes for you very, very soon. All right, have a good one. Enjoy the show. Ooh. All right, we are hanging out. We are in the car with the Un, the only Cash Smiley and Brandon Miller. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right, Brandon? We're cutting the fucking cast, people. You want to say hello? Hey. Alright, cool. Alright, we are hanging out tonight at Fort Royal Parkers uh, in Soldot, now located on the Spur Highway. Uh, <laughs> Don't you have to say it like a cop like that? Like, well, that's what I did. Okay, so. Located him out, but, uh, <laughs> Spur Highway. So, no, before I, I uh, got out of the. Uh, that's why I did in the military, as a cop. Oh, yeah. you're one of those. But that's guys. also my radio voice. Right, because you gotta do traffic, right? Yeah, well, no, like, I have the, sh- I have the whole show, and then Parkers is my sponsor. Oh. Yeah, okay, so so we haven't actually had this conversation. So oh. on a regular basis, I host a show called Wake and Bake on 106.9. It's a rock station here. Yeah. All right. My uh, my uh, sponsor is Parker. So, like, Eddie Eddie and I developed a relationship, and then he started trusting me to, like, starting book stuff. And then, you know, that's how we... Now he sponsors my radio show, and... Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and you're here telling jokes. Uh Well, he's the nicest. This place is the best. Parker's is, like, our favorite place yeah. to come down in the peninsula, so we're stoked every time we get to come here. So how long have you been telling jokes uh, in, in Alaska, or overall? Uh, I've, been, I've been slinging jokes for almost eight years. It'll be eight years on 420. That's my comedy anniversary. My first mic was on 420, so it's easy to keep track of. My, uh, my anniversary is 420. Oh. See, that's nice. You get two holidays in one. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, it's like being born uh, on Christmas, but not being Jesus, but getting a second birthday. You wanna... yes, phone call. All right. Uh, so, what uh, what motivated you to get into comedy? Yeah, uh, I was a folk singer for a long time, and I just wrote my own songs and played at local folk clubs and bars and did open mics and. Uh, you know, writing songs about feelings is fun, but it's hard to get a response. So, I would do... I wrote a song about a hooker, my friend getting a hooker. And then I got a laugh, and I was like, oh, wow. It's much easier to write, like, a silly song, because you get, like, a automatic reaction. And it's nice. Like, instead of, like, wondering how they perceived you, you're like, I get a laugh, or I didn't get a laugh. So then I kind of started to transition from writing regular songs to writing uh, uh, comedy songs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you gotta. You're you're 
you're a busy lady. I know. Yeah, it's. I'm planning this tour, and like it's like getting out of uh, hand. And so I have emails and Facebook messages all the time, and I can't keep track. And then I applied to a bunch of comedy festivals and getting rejection and, and acceptance letters and trying to balance that and then buy plane tickets. And now there's like a, a comedian in our scene that may or may not be a sexual predator, and he's talking a bunch of shit and. You know, we've got a lot of like weird shit to deal with. The, the scene's got had a lot of drama in it the last couple of days, so it's been it's been a fun time. I got I got to be honest here. I dropped a little bit of ash in my Red Bull, <laughs> and I have to decide whether or not I'm going to continue to drink, drink this, this Red, Red Bull. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to drink this Red Bull because uh, I rolled this. It's disgusting. I know. I don't uh, think much fell into it. No, you don't think so? No, no, hey, no. Doesn't seem like much. I don't see. No, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> the Pepsi challenge. Uh, I couldn't tell. All right, so um, <laughs> how much time do you spend a week writing? Um, I write pretty organically. Like, I like to talk about things that happen to me in my everyday life. So, like, things happen, and then I go on stage as soon as I can. And I'm uh, kind of like, I write in my notebook a premise, and then I'll go on stage and I'll work it out verbally. And maybe it takes me a couple, three, four times telling the joke to finally kind of iron it out the way that I want. Um, I'm not really... A, a, very good at sitting down and writing like this is a joke like it's too it's I don't know, it's not how I process comedy I guess and like uh, I'm always kind of I'm kind of dumb I'm stoner so like I'm slow on a lot of things I wouldn't blame it on smoking pot but like I blame it on smoking pot a little bit like I'm a habitual stoner everyone else in my family is very quick like uh, but I, uh, I don't process things very quickly and then all of a sudden you know I realize I'm good at Jeopardy like I watch Jeopardy all the time and I'm like fuck why am I good at Jeopardy now like what Jeopardy's for dumb people. Like, and I know because I crushed Jeopardy. I even crushed Final Jeopardy. Like, I'm just slaying it. I'm like, what is, what is, what is, Alex? And, uh, yeah, I have, I'm working on a new bit about how Jeopardy's for dumb people. Because it's 100%, it's 100%. Just watch it one episode and you'll be like, I'm a genius. But you know you're not. How many people have become millionaires off of Jeopardy? It can't be too many. Like, maybe no. one. No. Because even, like, a guy who's on, like, a really good, like, five six day run or however long the they go it's like they are only getting like 50 60 grand yeah tops. but somebody's gambled that up like somebody who's done well somebody like took those odds but even in like the tournament team. of champions like they only get like a quarter million like they don't they're not getting a whole lot of money like i always hate that because like a you know stupid ass game shows like guy fieri the minute to win it or whatever and like you could stack three cheeseburgers on like a fat guy's chest before you can eat them you get like a million dollars but a comic has to go on last comic standing and just like grind it out like a fucking asshole in these clubs telling jokes to people and like doing shows like this where we drive 300 miles to tell our jokes to people and all they get is a quarter million dollars and like don't don't get me wrong like i would be happy with like a quarter million or a half million dollars do you know how many blowjobs i would have to give I'm not good at math. You have to tell me. So. I don't know, man. I guess it depends on what you put, put the value at. So right. where did the stress in the Anchorage come? I mean, I want to go back to, sure. to that because you, you brought that up. Yeah. Um, how did that start? Uh, and, and could you kind of explain it? You no, know, there's like, there's uh, some, I wouldn't say different factions, but like the AK Comics are a collective, like a big group of people. We all hang out together and like... Uh, produce and run our own shows like this this show we you know we do all the production on it and we drive ourselves we are our own management we write and direct our own material we make movies we i mean we're our own like little mini production company so 
um, when new comics come through, like we love when new comics join the group and like when they stick around and they're cool people and we collect them. Um, it's just shitty when some of those people do shitty things or something happens and especially when their moms get involved, you know, it's like strange and we have a comic whose mom comes to all the gigs and is very protective over her son and when her son doesn't get booked, she complains and kind of throws a fit and you know, she's not very helpful. So it's hard to explain like, yo, your, your mom is not helping you. And then there's other comics where, like, you know, they uh, don't write new jokes and they prey on these new guys to help them make shows and they even, like, make money off the backs of these new guys and they convince them to get in on these shows with them and then, meanwhile, they're, you know, assaulting female comics like me and, like, other female comics in the scene or, like, you know, just women at shows for that matter. And it's all kind of under the table. But that kind of all erupted now, so, like, there's all these allegations. Like, I got my own story, but, uh, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but, like... I mean, if you want to, if you want to tell your story, if you're comfortable telling it, I mean, it sounds so dramatic too. Like, dude, please tell your hashtag well, me too. You're about to go tell some jokes. Like, sure. I don't want to fuck up your. Oh energy, no, you're fine. Dude. No, no, it's cool because like, uh, it's all it's all in the past. Like, it's just like he. It's just a guy who's like, uh, he had a wife. He hit on me, and I'd be like, no. And then he'd invite me over to write jokes, and I'd be like, no. And then you know, maybe you know, it was like, hey, we were both musical comics, so it was, hey, let's go write some songs together. Oh, okay. So I go over to a house. And there's no songwriting. It's all just kind of like sexual innuendos and like creepy and weird. But as a woman, you get used to it. And you kind of like learn when to step away. Hopefully, you're brave enough or you have the ability to or whatever your story is. And then like my story is I told his wife about it. And she was like, I don't believe you. You're a liar. And it made a lot of compound because she wasn't ready to hear that shit. Cut to a couple years later. It gets really messy between them. And like, you know, there's drama. They end up divorcing. And then you find out there's all these other girls and it's like it's super messy and so like the other comics we just we don't roll that way and so like when we do shows we just choose not to include people that that do you know i don't know i think a lot of comedy scenes around the country are like that you know i follow a lot of groups in like new york la seattle uh washington like a lot of places in washington they just if you are suspected of any kind of like aggressive behavior towards other comics like you gotta go he i mean we don't threaten to beat each other up. That's not how we operate. We're all very loving. This is a very loving, open scene. Like, we're gonna... Like, me and my four friends just drove here to go tell jokes, and, like, why do we... We don't need bad vibes. Like, no one's competing. We're all, like, homies. We're all trying to make videos and be funny. We're all giving each other ideas and helping each other write new bits. We've got no time to be petty. <laughs> Can I say something uh, in all absolute honesty? Sure. Um, yo, I'm, uh... You guys are really, really motivating. You guys are inspiring. You guys do a lot of really good work. You guys are very, very funny. Um, and uh, and I was really excited to book, you know, to book you right. uh, and for you guys to come down because I really do believe um, that, uh, I don't know, I, you, you are the shit. And no. you, you have, well, you've got a team. Okay, so you have well. a, All right. Okay, so I don't want to sound creepy, but like, it's not, not creepy. I talked about this actually on my show. Um, you got the uh, Anchorage comedian of the uh, uh, comedian of the year. Yeah, like, that didn't exist the year before. Like yeah. that was I'm created. Glad I'm glad you got it right because everyone's like, "This is the funniest comedian, funny," and it's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. Whatever comedian of the year is, you're right. They did create it, but whatever it is, I'm glad like, they call it that and not funniest comic because I don't want to be the funniest comic. Like that's too much pressure. Well, you put in a lot of work this year. Um, and you've done a yes, lot of shows. It, well, it seems to me from the outside right. that you'd done a lot of shows, or that you'd gone to, and, and you'd done a lot of working. Like you're, you. Um, but how much of of your life is, is makes it into jokes? Like, and oh, a lot more now. Before I was writing like 
I was very hacky, or like, you know, kind of like, this is a joke, like, here's my experience as a woman, but now I feel like I'm honing in on it more, and like, my jokes are still very sexual, like, I got a lot of flack for being like, too, too raunchy, I didn't want that to be my shtick, so I had to like, change it up a little bit, so I've been writing a whole bunch of new, new jokes, changing it all up. Um, do you ever, um, oh shit. But yeah, I don't know, my life ends up in it a lot. And that's what makes it difficult to date people, because then the guys are like, oh, you're not going to write a skit about me, are you? And I fucking hate when they call it skits, man. And you, uh, Dave Chappelle's got to think about that. It's not skits. It's jokes, bitch. Like, it's not skits. Um, no skits. Top five dead or alive comedians. Top five dead or alive. Number one, Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks is a man so good. Died when he was fucking 32 years old. I am now 32 years old, and I'm thinking, wow, what have I done with my life? Go look up Bill Hicks. Revelations is uh, an amazing live set. And then uh, Doug Stanhope, and number two, he's the not dead Bill Hicks. Gotta check him out. Uh, he's amazing. The guy who is his road manager now and uh, friend Chaley, uh, he was the guy who created our comedy scene. And people like me and Matt Collins and uh, Chris Coleman, we like came up underneath him and like he taught us a lot of stuff. And like he was like a big mentor. He also was Mitch Hedberg's road manager right before he died. So, like, they were friends. And so, like, you know, I didn't know that the first year I met the dude either. Anyway, but he's not a comic. He's a, he's just a magician. All right. So, three. Uh, three. Stephen Lynch, uh, hands down, one of the funniest musical comics ever with an amazing voice. The guy has a Tony nomination. And I've seen him live. He's just a great live show. Two and a half hours, man. The guy's just bananas. Includes his friends, all from his hometown. Just a true-ass dude. All right. I think is that us? No, yeah, they probably want to start the show. We gotta go. Wait, four, 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 definitely uh, Richard Pryor. Anybody who can turn themselves getting like burnt up and like all the shit he talked like amazing. And then five, always and forever on the Mount Rushmore of comedy is Lenny Bruce because without Lenny Bruce, you can't say fuck. You know, or cocksucker. No, or motherfucker, or tits. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Cash Smiley.